Ahoy, Captain. How's it harbored? <laughs> it's been a while. Okay, so, um, hello. This is entry 19, potentially. Let me double check that. Um, I'm Diary for Ghost. It's been a while. It's always been a while. For some reason, I can't seem to keep consistent with this, and I think it's because my day-to-day -day life is pretty, mm, dull, I suppose, not very interesting, but what typically happens, and what I do find interesting, is the thoughts that go through my head. Now, um, I don't know if you remember, but I'm pretty sure I said that I am a pretty private person. A lot of my inner thinkings and thoughts stay with me and a lot of people don't get to know them so you are very fortunate to get to know them <laughs> anyway um interesting news that i actually like just remembered and has compelled that's actually what compelled me to record this is that i so as i mentioned i left the server and i came in contact with a very interesting person let's call let's call them mistletoe and they were actually in the server, and they told me um, that they felt I should know that people in that server did not like me. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Um, I asked who specifically because um, I already knew Bunny didn't like me, right? Um, she gave me some names. Uh, she's very, very... I had to, like, kind of plead with her a little bit, because, like, I'm... For you to feel compelled enough to tell me, hey, um, I'm in the server that I saw you were in, and I saw that these people weren't saying such good things about you. <sighs> yeah, it turns out the people I once called friends were trash talking me <laughs> i'm so sorry about that um maybe not specifically trash talking i don't know i didn't ask her for like specifically what they said or screenshots or anything because i was just like mm, probably don't want to actually know but these people i once called friends um behind my back really because i, w I had left the server already um were basically talking about how bad i was in that I was the wicked that walks the earth or something. And I think that's fascinating because I'm not, I know I can be a really mean person, like don't, don't mess with me because I am fully capable, don't mess with me. <laughs> I'm fully capable of becoming the wicked that walks this earth, but generally and non-theoretically, I am not very i get bored easy for one so like if you make me mad i'll probably get over it i won't really do anything like trash talk you or hit you or anything like that i just it's outside of these of course these are diary entries so i can say whatever i want but i i'm not that type of person and so recently after i left the server um i've been doing a lot more of refining my soul myself and going back into my dreams because for a long period of time i couldn't remember my dreams and it very much bothered me because 
I love dreams, specifically my dreams, because obviously I'm, I'm viewing them, I'm watching them, and a lot of them recently have kind of panned out like movies. And, and I meet interesting people, and anytime I hear a name in a dream, I try to write it down, because, well, when I wake up, because that's like kind of important. <laughs> It's kind of important to me, like hearing names and remembering names or places, like the names of people or the names of places, like I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to go to Denver because I did have a dream once about Denver and Denver looks probably nothing like what I dreamt it did in my dream, (laughs) but just to remember Denver made me want to go to Denver. And so recently I've started to remember my dreams again and I kind of... I kind of just, I don't know, I think I'm trading something for something else because now I'm giving myself, there's another thing that worries me slightly is that I'm, I'm starting to not remember things or create, I don't know, I keep getting these feelings that I'm creating false memories and then fact check them and it turns out the memory isn't false but like it feels like that sometimes, which is interesting. Um, I'd very much like to keep my mind (laughs) um another thing is just today i didn't want to talk to anybody i didn't want to talk to any of my friends i didn't really want to talk to anybody and um a few hours ago i felt the intense desire to have a mental breakdown like to just let all emotions out and scream and cry and ramble on about everything over and over again and specifically i was wishing hoping for a storm however storm season has passed in my area or it's supposed to i don't know if we had a storm the other day but it completely missed my block like a couple blocks like my block included it missed literally i was riding on the road and there was just this defined line between dry pavement and wet pavement and it was like a square right around my neighborhood i suppose which is very fascinating (laughs) and i don't know i thought that was a little weird and (laughs) i don't remember where i was going oh um i thought that was interesting that i just desired to have like a full mental breakdown express everything that I didn't realize I was feeling. That's another thing that I guess prevents me from recording these is that I don't really understand what I'm feeling because I have always been the type to hide things even from myself. I developed that trait at a very young age. If I hid it from myself, then I wouldn't be lying because I wouldn't even know. (laughs) I hate lying. I really, really don't like lying. It bothers me. I feel ugly when I lie, like, on the inside. I only lie in very special occasions, and those special occasions I can't even tell you. It's like, if I believe, like, say my friend says she's going to my house because it's her to hide from her boyfriend or whatever, and say her boyfriend comes and asks if she's there, I will say no. I will say no, she's not here. That's an instance where I'll lie. You know, when I feel like it's a sense of urgency, a sense of intense necessity, that I lie. That is when I will lie, but I will have to pre-think that lie. I will have to come up with every 
conversation possible and my responses before I'm able to do that. I am actually a very bad liar, so I do have to rehearse it. And that's, I don't know, just something about me, I guess. <laughs> I've been reading Windbreaker on Webtoon. It is phenomenal. If you have not read it, um, it is a sports manga and um it's about cycling competitive cycling or biking or whatever you want to call it and it's so good so good aside from the characters being really hot and really developed there are also romantic plots which are very very well executed and it even made me want to go ride my bike so i pulled up my bike this thing is heavy heavy um heavy <laughs> And I actually gave myself bruises on my thighs from trying to carry it. And so I go to ride my bike and my tires are flat. <sighs> Ultra suckage there. My tires are flat. And they've been flat for who knows how long. And it's just, I moved it to my room because I could not put it back in the garage. And it's just here, taunting me. <laughs> I need to go fill it with air. But I have to pay $2 for that. And I don't even need as much air because the air pump is for like car tires so it gives you a ton of air and I don't want to waste it you know and so I could take it to my grandpa's but I have to coordinate that and my friend said that she would help me because her parents live down the block and they have an air compressor I guess and she just has not been able to help me so and I'm not I'm obviously not gonna roll up to her her parents house and be like hey can you um fill my tires because i don't have the type of relationship with them <laughs> i'm pretty sure her mom likes me but i don't think her dad likes me at all so there's that <laughs> i'm i don't get, i don't really get close to um other people's families it takes forever for like apex's mom i can chat with her but when apex is there uh, speaking of apex no we have not talked <laughs> and i'm kind of still sad about it not gonna lie uh just the other day side side story i guess or maybe i'll just go on this point i was just reminiscing and missing the times where we would just get food or pizza and chill in apex's room and watch brats movies or barbie movies or any movies and talk about whatever and come up with all these stories that we were gonna tell which we never were gonna tell to be honest we would come up with the best stories though we just couldn't work together like that's the thing we could not work together but we would when we were creatively working together we would come up with the best stories ever and um hopefully sometime those stories will get told i'll probably write them um because we had this really good book store, like this book idea like we had built this really good world like it's badass and anyway i was really like i was gonna start crying because i was missing it so much like i i missed that i don't have that with ethereal ethereal's busy ethereal is like busy's in their blood like honestly they're so busy and i'm so not <laughs> And so I hardly see Ethereal, and when I do see Ethereal, Ethereal always takes me home. Like, always drops me off. I don't think Ethereal is the type to have sleepovers, and I realized that I knew that already. When I was telling my mom about it, 
because a couple maybe three years ago ethereal had their first sleepover and it was a forced it was a forced sleepover because we were working on a show together and our director was like you guys need to have a sleepover because you guys need to get closer because i didn't know ethereal that that well and that was their first sleepover so there really aren't the type to have sleepovers which is kind of funny because all the friends i've had are the type to have sleepovers either they come over to my house but most of the time i go over to theirs like most of my best friends i went over to their house and had sleepovers and stuff and so i guess i'm kind of just missing that because i used to do that i used to do that with apex like twice a month at least once a month um i would go over to apex's we'd get food we'd chat we'd watch movies yada yada and i guess i really just miss that and i don't want to forget that i miss it because i think one that's an important like moment in my life and two that is great material for books because i i want to create a story um i want to create a story that about like well specifically a plot point of two people that are very close to each other they're so close that one would think they were dating but they're not dating you know like they're i want this story of i have this idea um i don't know if anybody has seen possibly in michigan let me look that up real quick i think that's what it's called possibly in michigan it's probably on youtube my friend uh showed it to me a while back and i just remember what it's called possibly michigan it's a 1983 film it is very interesting it's only 12 minutes long and it's of the horror genre um you might have heard the like one of the songs um it's like is it only 12 minutes long i have no idea anyways um they're like it must have she must have been out of her head oh 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 here it is yeah if you if that give you flashbacks i hope they're not bad flashbacks but uh reading you the synopsis possibly michigan is a 1983 short musical horror film created by cecilia condit the music for the short film was created by karen skyladney the film is about two women being stalked by a man named arthur the short film has become viral on tiktok yeah that's i i saw the film before it was viral on tiktok um not that that really matters but just to put it into perspective um where was i going with that point oh um spoilers i guess i don't even know if you can spoil this movie because it's so like all over the place that probably wouldn't make any sense um anyway so this film there's a scene where the two friends are in the bathtub and i didn't register they're lesbians probably my friend uh who was watching it with us or who was watching it with me uh another friend was like they're lesbians and i was like they are they're like they were in the bathtub together and i was like oh i i just thought they were really close friends they're like what literally that's what i thought is that they were just really close friends that they just had a really close relationship and i don't think it's ever been specified like or like um yeah specified that they are lesbians or that they are only best friends 
but um, regardless, they are they have a very close relationship. Whether they be romantic or platonic is um, irrelevant. But that's the kind of relationship that I wanted to create in a story was that maybe they were maybe they're together, maybe they're not together. Regardless of rather you want to label them as in a relationship or just best friends, they have a very close bond. That's the kind of story I wanted to make. So I obviously that's how I am. I don't know if I mentioned, but I tend to treat my friends very like my close friends very um I don't know how to explain it, but I don't have a distinct line between like my significant other and my best friend. I don't have a difference initially except for you kiss your significant other or you do things with your significant other like there aren't a lot of things that are defining the relationship so i just i treat my friends like that and i think that's where i i kind of screwed over rattle um accidentally was that i was treating him like i treat all of my friends and he probably interpreted that as i was romantically interested in him which sucks for him because that was not true i actually had a dream about rattle the other day uh we were going to homecoming i'll give you a short little thing because my dreams are typically all over the place we were going to homecoming i was explaining to him how cool moms were and he didn't get me a mom um for those of you that don't know traditionally in homecoming situations um you get each other a mom like your date you get you get your date a mom your date gets you a mom um and that's how it works if not if it's a boy girl situation uh definitely the boy is supposed to give the girl a mom i don't know why to be honest with you but um you can look up a a mom it's not like the british word for mom uh let me see if it pops up on google if you just google it mom oh there's a apparently a sitcom called mom Mm, let's see if you oh and okay so it doesn't pop up what okay mom okay if you put mom homecoming then it'll pop up but yeah in case you're wondering what a mom what a mom is and um he didn't get me one i didn't get him one to be honest i don't know why we were going to homecoming together <laughs> neither of us are in high school and um i ended up using him to avoid uh, turning to stone and then because i turned him into like a crocodile snake something like that and then i dropped him and forgot he existed I think that really spoke to how our relationship went is that I like he was he was trying to pursue me and I was not trying to pursue him because I stopped talking to Rattle reason being um because he told me if I ever wanted to not be friends with him anymore to just stop talking to him to not give him a reason because I am the type to demand a reason um just so I can, from like my own records, you know, I have this reason. That you are not friends with Apex, for example, because of this. And I don't have, and that is like, verified, you know? Otherwise, I'm just making assumptions. Which upsets me because Apex refuses to tell me. (laughs) 
but that's the type of person I am. I will literally bug a person until they hate me so they can tell me to shut up just so I can have that for my records, you know, like my own mental records. And, um, Rattle told me that he did not want me to do that. He he was like, please do not do that to me. Just, just ghost me. Don't talk to me. And so I did. Um, and honestly, I have had no desire to talk to him at all. And I feel bad. I do feel bad because... I think I impacted his life so much and he did give me very interesting experiences. He did impact my life. It just it wasn't enough for me to care to check in on him. I don't even think I'd say hi if I saw him in person. Like I don't think I would. I would talk to him if he were to talk to me, but I'm not interested enough to make that initial contact. I suppose. And I was telling, <laughs> I was going to say Experion, I don't actually know what that is, um, Ethereal that, about my dream. Ethereal's like, I don't, I just, oh, because I was like, I, I think my brain is really trying to figure out, like, why don't you like him? Why don't, like, he's virtually perfect. Not virtually, um, theoretically perfect, except we are not meant for each other. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this, but, like, all the stuff that he likes to do, like, loves to do, I hate doing. Like, we're literally incompatible. And not only did I tell him that for the jump, and he just didn't fucking believe it, but, um, Ethereal said the same thing, and she's like, I don't think you- I just don't think you guys were meant for each other. Like, I don't think you guys would've worked. And I'm like, you know what? That's true. And, side note, um... I think another reason that these entries are important to me specifically is because they are records of events that have happened to me. They are records of my feelings when those events happened to me. And I think that's important because I forgot a major, major years of my life event that happened to me. I guess not an event, but an accumulation of events, a huge part of my person, I forgot simply because the evidence wasn't around anymore. And that's kind of funny. It's a little strange, but it's kind of funny because it literally, like, it took up years of my life. And it still does take up years of my life. I just, it's literally so small now that it's in the back of my mind and hidden in the depths of the cobwebs and darkness that I just forgot it existed until I saw evidence that it did exist from just a couple years ago and it just instantly i remembered everything so if i ever um start really losing my memory i'm going to listen to these again these are so filled with emotion i wonder how you guys can even listen to these because they are so filled with emotion and passions and sorrow and all of that and i think that's i think that's the appeal too I suppose. I would love to know, but nobody wants to tell me. Um, probably because they all forget. So if you go on Twitter and you say anything, hashtag Diary of a Ghost, I check that hashtag like twice a week and there's like nothing for me there. But on Twitter, if you put hashtag Diary of a Ghost, um, I'll see it. <laughs> um, I don't know if anybody has Twitter. Twitter's like a hole in the sky. <laughs> Anyway, um, 
I don't know, just put hashtag Diary of a Ghost in anything where you can check hashtags and I'll probably see it at some point. <laughs> um, put it on YouTube. Wouldn't that be fun? I thought it'd be so fun if somebody made a video response to something I said or want to tell me something and they put hashtag Diary of a Ghost. I'm pretty sure I can look that up. Um, actually, I'm going to look that up right now in case it's already taken. Um, but I, I'd love to communicate with somebody else you know i i can't really talk to my people i suppose about all of these things because they just they really wouldn't understand they would try to understand but it, it just it wouldn't compute properly um how i feel you know because i'm speaking to a wall and the wall clearly doesn't respond to me as i'm speaking but Oh, apparently there is a movie that was coming soon, five years ago, called Ghost Diary. Yeah, it's a film by Eris Martin. That's interesting. I might just watch that trailer later. <laughs> Add that to my watch later. Um, but it does seem like the hashtag Diary of a Ghost isn't specifically taken by anything so if you'd like to make a response to me or tell me something um preferably not to tell me off <laughs> go ahead and put it hashtag diary of ghost that's another thing that i noticed is that i haven't talked to anybody like really i've been talking to myself mostly as one does you see because ethereal is my only friend really i have these other friends that i knew in high school and they do try to come in contact with me sometimes it just it feels different when i'm talking to them because they don't know who i am now and i don't know who they are now i just i defaultly treat them as i did before and i'm slightly afraid that they won't like who i am now because well as the server has taught me there are people that change and that won't like how you are now. I miss Nebulous. I miss... I miss Nebulous. And I wanted to make a goodbye audio for Nebulous. And I still might. But I don't quite understand why I miss Nebulous. Because we didn't talk much. It was just whatever he had to say spoke to my soul. And he really... He really seemed to mean what he said. He wasn't afraid to speak. And it was... I guess I aspired to be more like Nebulous. I'm gonna read you um, a piece of advice that he gave me. Because it reminds me that I need to be strong. Let me just find it. Mm, I don't even know when he sent this to me. Mm, it was a while ago though, wasn't it? It's, it was something along the lines of people are fake. Don't, I really hope you never become fake just to blend with them. Um, where is it? Where is it? <laughs> um, side and unrelated note. I used to have this crush on my, on Ethereal's roommate, and 
I don't have that crush anymore. Like, no, here it is. Here it is, I found it. Um, well, let me finish with this thought real quick. Um, I realize that he's very annoying. <laughs> he's very annoying, but he's annoying because he's very, like, mm, he's all about sadness. Like, the world will never get better, I hate my life type of thing, you know? And it's very, it, it's very annoying to me, I think, because I can't take any more of that. I've already tried to help him, and I think I might have helped him somehow. But I don't think the way that he is now, we could be friends. Because I would just get angry with all of his self-pity. <laughs> and so that sucks. Because I thought I would get along with him, just... I guess I was wrong. So Nebulous um, wrote this to me when I asked him... Well, when I told him if he has any words of advice or anything he wants to say to me, to just say it to me at any time. And, um, this is what he told me. Fake people suck. The normies love their fake bullshit and it disgusts me to the core. As such, I would hate for any of the people in the server to act in a fake way. I don't personally want to hang out with such people. That out of the way, I wanted to say that I hope you will be yourself no matter if the others harass you. Just remember that the self is a very adaptable thing. As such, you should try to find a way to be yourself, which also doesn't get you banned. <laughs> You've been doing well in that regard so far, but with how at least four of the members seem to team up, in quotations, against you every now and then, I was worried you might create some fake mass to fit in. Everyone has one to some extent, I guess, but it's important not to have a mask you're uncomfortable wearing. Nebulous is very wise. <laughs> I don't know what Nebulous has lived through, but Nebulous is very wise, and someone I actually did consider a friend, despite how little we spoke to each other, really. I wanted to talk to him more, and it sucks that he's gone, um, temporarily. <laughs> I, shouldn't, I should specify that, because I don't know if I'll ever speak to him again, simply because I'm no longer in the server, and he's very tight with H they're like best friends <laughs> and i'll miss him i hope i can speak to him again maybe in another world another life i i hope he stays in my life in all of my lives because he's a wonderful piece a very wonderful we are similar to a very wonderful piece of my life no matter how small he was he was glorious gorgeous he was gorgeous that's what i was looking for gorgeous and i don't know what he physically looks like so that's not what i mean i mean just his soul interacting with my soul was gorgeous <sighs> nebulous if you're listening to this um hi <laughs> how did you find me you would you would find me so randomly it would just pop up on your recommended and you or somebody would send it to you or send it somewhere that you are and you would click on it <laughs> i miss nebulous i miss ethereal i miss apex but some people are meant to leave your life or not be in it as much as they used to be and you just need to learn to live with that I guess. <laughs> I was trying to evaluate myself because I always like to evaluate myself. I am the most interesting person I know. 
<laughs> and I realize that I watch a lot of shonen, I believe is what it's called, shonen anime. Um, like action anime. Let me see, shonen. And I was trying to find shonen. Yeah, um, it's marketed towards teen males, <laughs> but, um, I watch mostly that type of anime because I like the spirit they have. I've noticed that the ones that I particularly like watching is that the main character is never giving up. They're like, they have this big dream, they want to be king or whatever, it's typically king or captain or emperor or something, um, and everyone's like, mm, yeah, it's totally gonna happen for you. And they typically end up doing it, I guess, at the end. I haven't really reached the end of any of the ones that I've started, but <laughs> they have this one thing they have in common is they have this attitude of, I believe it will happen. It'll happen. It's going to happen. I will work until it happens. And I realized I lack that. I don't have that. I don't have that desire, I suppose, that motivation of I want. I don't have this big goal I want to reach. The biggest goal I want to reach is to have a happy life. And I think that's why I watch these shonens is because they have this desire that I lack in my life. I lack this goal-oriented, even slightly thing. Um, my old therapist, she would tell me, what are some large goals you have? And this was in high school, so I was like, I want to graduate high school. She's like, okay. Um, what else? I was like, um, I want to go to Paris. She's like, okay. Anything else? And I was like, um, I had real difficulty coming up with something. So I said the first thing that popped in my head, and I was like, I want to own a talent club, which I still do, but I'm not. It's not a main goal. You know, sometimes I'll get the urge to research things for it, or I'll design things for it, or I'll plan it out in different events and stuff, but I won't stick to it. Like, this is what I'm going to do. The goal constantly changes. And in high school, it was very easy. It was like, I want to get A's. Bam. Easy. Got it. Done. I want to graduate. Bam. Easy. Got it. Done. <laughs> you know, like, it was very easy to do that because it was a simple thing. You're already on the track to do it might as well continue to do it. So when it stopped and I graduated high school, the next um, typical goal was college, go to college. But what stopped me from going to college, um, I'm a college dropout by the way, <laughs> is I didn't know what I was going to major in. I originally was gonna major in costumes, theater costumes, but in order for me to do that, I had to major in fashion first or something like that. I don't know, I had to take fashion classes. But I didn't wanna be in fashion. The way that I am, the person I am, I don't succeed in fashion. I'm not the greatest designer. One part of me, spot on with the designs, but I'm not the greatest designer and I kind of suck at drawing clothes. <laughs> and what I can do though, is make things. My plan, no one may, no one else may be able to understand. But I can make things. I remember for the fashion show in high school, um, they would always make newspaper dresses. And from the jump, 
my freshman year, I realized these dresses are incredibly heavy. This one girl's dress was like made of paper cones and it was so heavy that the, it like her skirt fell. She got lucky or she was actually just fortunate that she had like hips so it didn't fall to the ground. It kind of caught on her hips because the seam was at her waist. Um, for those of you that don't know, your waist is above your hips. Not directly above, but it is above your hips. So then she had this curve in her body, it, her hips kind of held it up a little bit. And for the final walk, she had to literally hold her skirt up. That thing was heavy. So as soon as my instructor was like, you can design a, a newspaper dress, I immediately came up with an efficient way of doing it. It used less newspaper. It used less tape, and it was so easy to get on and off. It was perfect. I unfortunately wasn't able to teach the newspaper dress um, to that. I should actually contact my old instructor. I should contact her and ask her if I can teach her class how to do that. Because I do want to pass that on. I, I designed it like this for their fashion shows in the future because it was so much easier to get on the dress, take off the dress, and make the dress in general. And it was a lot easier to decorate the dress that way. And I don't remember my initial point, to be honest. <laughs> but I, I've always had this thing, and I say always because it's, at least in elementary schools, as far back as I can remember having this idea, I wanted to create things, efficiencies, legacies, not legacies, um, ideas, philosophies, whatever. And I wanted them to be passed down. I wanted to be the type of teacher that impacted other people's lives far after my own. That's the only goal I suppose I've ever had that has stuck with me through many, 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 many years of my life. However, I tend to not have those opportunities and I tend to not make them for myself, which sucks. It does suck. Um, I, I miss theater. I miss theater because I miss acting. I miss acting, I miss creating, I miss everybody asking me, hey, I need this for my my thing, where is it? Um, when I ran the costume shop at my high school, I remember when I walked in there after I had graduated, it was completely different because the people that came after me remodeled it, which is what I did when I came into the costume shop the first time was I remodeled it so that I could understand it and it did hurt me a little it didn't hurt me it just it felt a little sad that they had remodeled it because my way in my eyes was the most efficient way for it to be modeled a new dream or a new idea I have is I want to own a costume shop um which I have an idea for it um dreamly I suppose I want to I'm not going to give you the name in case um, I ever do make it and you find me, but I want to have it mostly like kind of like Goodwill in the sense that most of the clothes are donated, but also like most of the clothes are costumes. I want to cater to theater companies and cosplayers and that community. And I also want to sell like crystals and stones and stuff and maybe secondhand books. You know, it's a secondhand shop, but it's mostly a costume shop. Um, and I think that's right now my goal. My goal? I, I don't know what else to call it. My dream? <laughs> um, and sorry if you can hear my dog. You probably can hear my dog in the background, actually. Just breathing. <laughs> um, 
And I think what's very fascinating, I just realized, is that I have had these dreams, goals of me owning a place, an eclectic place. You know, the talent club was supposed to be for like burlesque and singing and dancing and um, magic performances and anything like that. And I still might, because I mean, the design of the place was pretty cool. And after watching burlesque, I was inspired to have a burlesque place, but I didn't want to have just burlesque. And but like talent club, you know, just it's an eclectic place. And now with this costume shop, it's costumes, you know. I wanted to have donated costumes and I wanted to buy cheap costumes and make them with finer materials so they were better costumes. Um, you know, like pattern them off of these costumes but remake them into with actual good stuff and so it doesn't look cheap. I wanted to make things for cosplayers um, specifically because I think cosplayers are really phenomenal, honestly. Like the way that their brain works into modeling things so that it can fit them properly or this comes off how do i have this armor watch me assemble it this is how i take it off you know those things are so cool and as a costumer that's really at my heart is working with clothes i suppose <laughs> um it's freaking phenomenal um i applied to be a scare actor um for a haunted maze i think i don't really know what it is i kind of just applied um going on in town or that's going to go on in town and i don't know i hadn't thought about what it was i was going to do as a scare actor i kind of just applied because i want to get back into acting even however however possible and so i hope that if they do consider me they'll consider me for even just behind the scenes costume repairs because i love doing that I used to love doing that when I was doing costumes for shows, like specifically just costumes, because I would wait in the wings, I'd have safety pins and needles and thread and all this stuff for people. So I could stitch up their thing. Um, they'd be like, hey, my button fell off. Hey, this fell off. Hey, this is falling apart. Hey, you know, like I was quick fixes. Quick changes were my drive, my jive. They were my thing. And you can hear the police sirens. <laughs> you can definitely hear that howling as well wonderful wonderful love it love it anyway um what was i saying <laughs> i don't remember anyway i i don't really know what i'm doing with my life at the moment i just know that i'd like to make art i suppose i remember um way back when I told my Thera, she, uh, she asked me something and I told her that I wanted to make, I wanted to make clothes that I could see people wearing on the, on the sidewalk. Like I didn't want to make hot couture fashion. I wanted to make something that people could wear, something that people could wear and I could see them wearing it. I wanted to just share my art with the world and share it in a way that people would actually enjoy it in, in something that they put their soul into because I put my soul into it. It wasn't ever about making money. And it was always about making art. I'm multi-talented, I'd say. Or skilled, multi-skilled. Um, I recently got into digital art. And I'm actually decently okay at it, not gonna lie. I wanted to make a comic, to be honest with you, but I was frustrating myself with my inability to draw the same face more than once. So... <laughs> 
um, that's on the back burner at the moment. But I can also write stories. I can come up with a story to tell you, like, vocally, I can come up with a story to tell you. Um, not that I think anybody would be interested in some of the stories that I have created. I have them all plotted out. It's just harder for me to write them for some reason. Um, wow, I really hope nothing more bad is going on. Like, really bad. Um... And, like, because I remember I was waiting with my mom in the emergency room, and she was freaking out, so I was just telling her about all these stories I had come up with. And at some point, she had spaced out, and she came back, and she was like, oh, where did you see that? She was like, is this a show that you're watching? And I was like, no, this is, this is a story I came up with. She's like, oh, it's good. Another thing about my mom is that recently, she's been giving me compliments and actually fostering, enabling. I don't know, my uh, creative habits, which is phenomenal. I want to cry every time <laughs> because she never did that. She would actually, she was kind of anti my creative habits, but not so much in like, you can't do that. Oh no, wait, she did say that a few times. Um, Not so much in that you'll never amount to anything type of thing. Not that, Not that bad, but more of like, well, you should start this when you have all your stuff together. Or you can't do that. There's no way you can do that. How are you going to do that? You know? Not very encouraging. <laughs> but, um... Recently she stopped. And I, she's, like, done the opposite now. Um, I don't know why. I don't know what happened. I don't know who she spoke to. I don't know if she had a dream. But I'm not going to question it. Because it, I nearly cry tears of joy every time. <sighs> I asked her for her newspaper... Um, the other day, she was like, it's expired. Like, the ad- it was like ads. I was like, oh no, I know, I, I need the paper. And I was like, because, I didn't even get it, because before she would always ask me, what do you need this for? What are you going to use it for? So I was already preparing to explain to her what I was going to use it for, and she just gave it to me. So I stopped talking, and I was going to cry. I was like, you don't need an explanation? Like, you don't. You don't need to know what I'm going to do it for, what I'm going to use it for. It's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal feeling. And every time she does something like that, it is... I become elated every time. (laughs) I don't remember what my initial points were. To be honest with you, this is kind of just a jumble of all the thoughts that have been running in my head as they're popping up. I have a difficult time making friends, mostly because I fall so deeply for people. And um, before I started making guards and tests and things to really suss out people because I would fall for people and then they'd be like, screw you, um, bye, and then I would be left in the dust so <laughs> with the broken pieces of my heart. Um, it's become very difficult for me to make friends because I'm very closed off now. Even my best friend, um, I can't seem to figure out how to tell her most times, like, hey, I am not doing the greatest. Because there's nothing she can do to help me. Most of the time, there isn't anything she can do to help me. So I see no point in telling her, you know? But I don't think I'm doing her a justice by not telling her. I just don't, I haven't figured out how to tell her. (laughs) Because she tells me. 
she's like, you know, you can do that, right? Like, you can always tell me. You can tell me whatever. You can do what, like, you, like, you know. I know. I know that she would go to bat for me. I know that if I needed her, she would leave work <laughs> for me. She would leave wherever she is, whatever she was doing, to come help me. It's unfortunate that I don't know how to ask for that help. I've never really known how to ask for help. Only re in recent years have I actually asked for assistance. I literally had to change it to, I require your assistance, those specific words, because saying, could you help me, um, never yielded good results. And even recently, I asked my sister for help, and she basically told me no. And I was very sad, very, very sad about it, because it was like, uh-huh right it sucks really um one not knowing how to ask for help and two when you ask for help and somebody denies you of it that's like those in combination suck because once you get denied you feel like oh okay i'm never asking for help again which is it sucks it does suck because it's it's difficult you're fighting with yourself because you know that asking for help is a good thing but you know that if you ask for help there's a possibility you will be denied that help and that'll dig your hole deeper it's unfortunate really it's it's unfortunate because that her saying no really set me back What's even more unfortunate is that I allowed her to set me back. <laughs> See, my sister, she's... She is a selfish person. With her family, her immediate family, for some reason, she's a different type of selfish, though. She will give you things you don't need. But when you need something, if you don't explicitly express that you need this she won't give it to you i've never actually tried explicitly expressing that i need something because i'm at the first sign of hey could you help me and she says no i'm just like oh okay i never try and go deeper but she has no problem explicitly expressing that she needs quote unquote something sometimes i do wish i could be more like her in that aspect because sometimes i do need help I do need help. I don't just require assistance. I require help. I require aid. But also because I don't ask for it often, people don't know how to help me. I try when, when I am a good, in a good state of mind or in a medium state of mind. I try to tell people, if this is happening to me, this is how you can help me. But even then, um they forget they forget and it's unfortunate because then i have to try and reiterate to them this is how you can help me in this situation while the situation is happening i think i mentioned that i had a panic attack um before on the fourth of july actually and i was with ethereal and ethereal was basically like well, uh, how do i help you 
and it's I was a little bit annoyed not I was like mildly annoyed because I was like ethereal in my head I was like ethereal I have told you how to help me when this happens um if you're curious um not that any of you will probably be around when I have a panic attack that is interesting but the way to help me is to just talk to me in a way that doesn't require me to respond to you and so I told Ethereal, like, talk, like, talk, like, just just tell me something. And Ethereal was telling me things that I don't think were true. <laughs> to be honest with you, thinking about them now, I don't think they were true. But she had incorporated humor into them, and I was laughing. And that helped bring me back to center, but I hadn't, even then, I felt like I was ruining their night. So, as it was Ethereal and her roommate, and me. I was ruining their night so I tried to speed along my recovery which ended up biting me in the end because I had another panic attack like 20 minutes later 10 10 minutes later actually had another one because I hadn't centered myself properly and um that sucks that's another thing is I, I'm so afraid of taking up other people's time that I tried to shorten whatever I'm saying whatever I'm doing so that I'm not taking up people's time which is probably why I'm so comfortable talking like this because I'm not taking up anybody's time if nobody listens to this I'm not taking up anybody's time and if somebody does listen to it like they are listening to it of their own fruition even that they can listen to like five minutes at a time you know like they'll give the only time I can take from you listener is the time you allow me you know I think that's why I have such an easier time talking to a wall, talking to essentially nobody but myself because I'm not taking up anybody's time. I forgot I had this issue until this moment. <laughs> so let's reevaluate. I'm not goal oriented in the slightest, really. I have dreams that I'd like to achieve, but I'm not actively tirelessly working towards them I have issues asking for help in general even saying the word help I'm intentionally saying it more because I need to get it back in my vocabulary I used to have an issue with saying no too but that like I don't even remember how that shifted over and I can say no now but help that's the more difficult one and I have a tendency to believe I am taking up people's time. Which technically I am, I suppose, but like, in a negative way. <laughs> you know, listener, I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you have a wonderful night. I hope you have wonderful dreams. Because I think everybody deserves to have that, every once in a while at least. I miss a lot of things and it's mostly times in my life. Another thing I just remember that I wanted to talk about is that there was this one time when I was having to play a maternal figure and my director asked me 
who was i don't know if, actually i don't remember who was for that part i think it was but um the director asked me um do you um what did, what did they ask me oh they asked me who is someone that you admire and it took me forever and honestly i don't think i ever answered it she was shocked she's like is there no one you admire and i was like no there is no one that i admire she's like what about your mom and i felt bad to tell her no i don't admire my mother i don't aspire to be my mother there is no one i admire my mom at the time she was kind of mean as i mentioned she didn't foster my dreams she didn't believe in me she didn't believe in the things that I wanted to do. She didn't directly cut me off from doing them. Like in Windbreaker, um, Jay's mom sucks. I don't give. I don't care what her sad backstory or her reasons are. She still sucks, and I will probably never forgive her. Anyway, um, there was no one I admired. There was traits and qualities in people that I did admire, like Azula, off from Avatar: The Last Airbender. Ben, no. Oh. The last airbender <laughs> um i admired her power i admired her tenacity i think is the right word i'm not gonna look it up um i admired that she could bring a whole nation down to their knees i admired that about her i wanted that but i didn't admire her insanity or her tendency to be cold to people or her complete um an utter trash relationship with her parents. <laughs> Didn't admire that. Never aspired to be her. There are traits in my mom that I do admire. Her strength. Her hardworkingness. And her ability to pretend like things don't happen. <laughs> there are traits in my director that I admired. Such as her ability to be herself unapologetically, her ability to foster a relationship with people and still keep that I am your director dynamic without it being imposing. I admire a lot of things but a lot of people, but I don't admire a single person. I don't aspire to be a single person. There isn't anybody I look at and be like, I want to be more like them. I want to be them. I want to be like them. I want a life like theirs. There isn't someone like that for me. I think it's actually closer to... I don't allow anybody to have so much power over me. I've never allowed anybody... Well, I can't say never, but for a very long time, for as long as I can remember, I've never allowed anybody to have such power over me. Which is probably why I'm still single. <laughs> um, but I've never really been like that. Because I can anou- I can break down a person so much that I'm like, this is flawed, this is flawed, this is flawed. I don't like this. I pick up out a person's personality and I take what I like. I don't know if that's a normal thing as in... Gen pop does it. If you don't know what gen pop means, it means general population. And it took me a while to understand that's what it meant. And I was watching Dead Man Wonderland when I understood it. 
Which that one is fascinating. Uh, Dead Man Wonderland. I don't understand the anime. Um, a lot of what was happening there. Really don't. But it's probably because the manga is like more detailed or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, on the note of things I've been watching, I started watching um, Midnight Mass. And that one's really interesting. Because the way it tells you is like it gives you all the pieces. And you have to put the puzzle together yourself, you know? But it's still easy enough to like understand. Um, and what was I going to say? Oh, um, in case you're wondering, the dog does die, and yes, you do see it. I had to warn you because I was a little shell-shocked when that happened, and very sad. <laughs> Beautiful dog. Anyway, um, oh, another thing I realized about myself is that I do- animals do love me, because that's supposed to be a Pisces trait, is that animals love you, but only the animals that I've spent time with. And I think it's part of me not being- open you know i think that's why regular animals don't come to me because i'm not open i don't i don't have my heart out i don't i do not wear my heart on my sleeve i'm the type to show you all of my cards um if i'm feeling like it and be like what are you gonna do about it actually speaking of which i had a dream that i was in a class and i had to do a presentation but like it was like one of those presentations that like you pick the style but you have to do a presentation like a like a powerpoint or a dance or something i, I chose a song about the british occupation apparently <laughs> and i performed a song beautifully like i don't sing that beautiful in real life i'm a decent singer i say i'm a decent to good singer um but i was singing gorgeous like mm, this was some nice singing and nobody in the class cared not even the teacher who happened to be my mom <laughs> nobody cared and so then i stopped singing because i was singing really well but i couldn't sing higher like i couldn't sing louder and so everyone was just talking over me and so i stopped singing and i said okay obviously you guys don't care um my song was about the british occupation you know when the british took over everything yada yada, yada. and i said um f you f you all and then i flipped off the entire class um and then i sat down <laughs> i was so done i think the story like the backstory was that everybody in the class had hated me i didn't even have a desk that's another thing i had a chair that i used like the teachers that i sat at the teacher's desk like in front of the desk i don't know if any of you have had have had to do that or seen that but um what I my theory is is that I like in the dream I got in trouble with the school or something and so they put me in my mom's class because my mom was a teacher you know so she could set me straight or whatever so I didn't even have a desk and um after class had ended this girl came up to me and didn't say anything but she had all these people behind her like her little posse or group or whatever and she's from the class and so were they and she just like she like tilts her head and then put slow like slowly puts her elbow on the table and her chin in her palm and i don't know what that was but it translated to me as like what are you gonna do about it you know so then i leaned all the way into her face and she looked scared like i could i can still see the fear on her face and i was like 
actually I don't remember what I told her, but I said something. And I kept getting in her face because she kept backing up. And the group behind her dispersed. And I kept getting in her face and I was basically telling her like, what? Like, what? You want to start something? Like, you are, are you trying to fight with me right now? Because I don't care about getting expelled. I said that specifically. I was like, I look where I am. I don't care about getting expelled. I was like, so if you want to start something, we can start something. We can go. We can, f- like, we can fight. Like, let's, let's go. Because I'm done with your passive aggressive bullshit. I said something like that. And, um, and, um, I backed her all the way out the door across the hall in front of the door of a different classroom and then um the teacher comes out from a different classroom like next to that one and is basically looking at us like what are you doing and so then i tell her i didn't hit her at all but she looked scared i could tell she was scared and so that's side note um that's what i knew i mean semi-related note that's when like when that happens like if i step up to somebody or tell them something and they start to back down a little bit I'm like, okay, you're clearly not worth my 100%. So, you're clearly not worth my time. I'm just going to say my piece and be on with my way. You know? Like, that's the type of person I am. And so then she backed up all the way across the hall, obviously. So she was not trying to fight me. And she was all bark, no bite. (laughs) And so then I told her, like, to finish my statement or finish my speech (laughs) i told him it was like okay if you can't get over whatever it is that you have against me then don't interact with me okay and then i walked away and then i woke up but that's just the type of person that i think i will now be it's like what you trying to step up to me the other day my sister was trying to rag on me and i said something back to her like what i forgot what what it was and i backed her into a corner and she had nothing to say i was like exactly please stop i was telling my mom she was and um i was like because i mean i used to just not say anything because i figured it'd be over at some point but i realized when i say something it ends a lot faster like it's it's just over a lot quicker (laughs) i forgot that part of me and i have this distinct memory from elementary school when my counselor um she wasn't my counselor (laughs) not my counselor anyways um she she was the new counselor and she was giving us a speech about bullying and she basically said just ignore them or to agree with them like the bully like yeah it is a dumb shirt ha 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 and i was like "Mm." that hurt my pride a little bit i guess i was like i raised my hand i was like why can't you just tell them something like well you don't have to wear it like why does it bother you i was literally like a, a very small child at this point she was like, because that da 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 da, I forgot what she said. And I was like, mm, sounds stupid to me. In my head, I didn't say that out loud. I did I forgot that trait of mine. That's a trait that I liked. Um, was my ability to be like, well, this literally has nothing to do with you, so go away. <laughs> What's your point? Are you, are you trying to fight me right now? Like, do you really want to fight me right now? Because if you do want to fight me, I guess we can fight. Um... But after the fight, you leave me alone, okay? Like, that's the type of energy I used to have. And I forgot about it. At a point in my life, um, I think this was actually sophomore, junior year. It might have actually been junior year. So, no, I think it was sophomore year. Sophomore, junior year. Um, I really 
changed a lot about myself maybe it was middle school i don't really remember what it was a lot of the traits that i used to enjoy about myself because in elementary school i was my true self you know because i had no fear (laughs) of people really like I, i literally didn't like subconsciously still had no fear of people like, if you, like there, was this, there was a couple people that tried to, like, talk bad about me. But I surrounded myself all my life. I surrounded myself with powerful people. Unintentionally. It just happened that way. But anyways, um, someone would come tell me. And I would go investigate. And if it happened, then um, I was like, oh, okay. I'm not talking to that person anymore. And if it didn't happen, then I was like, cool. Didn't happen. Got it. You know, like, I was very unbothered. I remember this one girl was like, my friend thinks this and this about you. And I was like, okay. And then I walked away. Oh, what a queen. <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay. Don't call me that. Anyway. Um, literally. And she was the bully. That girl that spoke to me. She was like the bully of our school. of our Not of our school, of our class. And literally, she was like, my friend thinks this and this about you. And I was like, okay. And then I walked away. It was glorious. I didn't think about it in the time. Like, okay. Like, my brain, subconsciously, was just like, okay. And then I walked away. (laughs) Like, it was so unimportant in my life. I forgot about that trait. There was a point, originally what I was going to say is, there was a point in my life where I kind of, like, got rid of so many things and I reset myself. But I reset myself to fit into a certain group, a certain demographic that I thought would be safer for me. Which is interesting. And now I have these memories of elementary school popping into my head. And I'm like, hmm, I like that trait about me. I didn't like this trait about me. I like this trait, you know? So I'm trying to emulate more of myself. Because I think I got so mixed up in trying to emulate other people's traits that I forgot about things that I like to do. And I feel like a lot of people are like that. So if you're like that, um stop reevaluate your life (laughs) and maybe you'll find some things about yourself that you genuinely like and would like to implement more i believe that is all i have to say anyways um thank you for listening as always and i will catch you in the next one